Hello, hello, and welcome to Roland's Perspective. This is my first ever episode of my first ever podcast where I talk about anything that comes to mind and really just put my Roland perspective on things. So thank you for joining me today. Today I'm going to introduce myself, talk about anger, and then whatever else comes to mind. And pardon me if I'm a little nervous, this is my first time doing this. Take one. Um, Well, I will say take two because I recorded angrily um, a faux episode in the car a couple days ago. But I'm not going to be using that because I know that I can produce better. So here I am. My name is Roland Canigan. I'm 20 years old. September 15, 2001 is my birthday. And I'm a Virgo sun. Leo moon, Capricorn rising. I think a lot. And that's okay. I'm learning to... I'm getting to know myself and it's been really beautiful. I'm a pretty amazing person. So stick around. Keep listening because you may just hear something you needed to hear today. I'm on a sort of... Well, I won't say sort of. I'm definitely on a spiritual journey where I'm... And it's less so spiritual and more so just putting all of the pillars of life into one and seeing how they all interact so you know the social mental physical emotional and spiritual health and we all just kind of umbrella term it as a spiritual journey but what a spiritual journey I think really is is just figuring out who you are to the core like why you do things that you do and then trying to better yourself and the relationship you have with you and when I say that I mean like the relationship between your awareness and your consciousness to your ego basically and then the relationships of everyone around you and how everything is energy and how exercising makes you feel good and eating foods closer to the ground makes you feel good and connecting with the energy that's around you and other people and in the trees I've been getting into trees lately which beautifully segues me into what I want to talk about next which is some books I'm reading because I think that'll give you a really good sense of the kind of person that I am so right now I'm reading Right now, I'm in the process of reading The Healing Magic of Forest Bathing by Julia Plevin, Finding Calm, Creativity, and Connection in the Natural World. I started reading it yesterday. I got it months ago and thumbed through it a little bit. And that was my internal self, like, calling. That was, my, that was like, my internal calling to get into nature. And going into nature is a good way to find inner peace or to cultivate inner peace, I should say, and let inner peace find you. And I've just been getting little inklings. Those have been my little inklings. And I just kind of never went with it. But I've gotten to a place where I need different coping mechanisms. Because 
And I just realized it today when I was reading affirmations. One of them was divine love floods my consciousness or my body with health. Each cell is filled with light or something like that. And I've been saying that for a while. And now I'm surprised that my body won't accept gushers and crunch bars for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with minimal water. Like, no, that my body has started reject, like literally rejecting the things that I used to find comfort in and has been begging me to find comfort in other things and find better, more, more good for me coping mechanisms, which I'm trying so hard to do, but we'll get into that later. I'm also trying my hardest to read You Are the Universe by Deepak Chopra and Menasi Kafatos, MD and PhD respectively. I'm about, I'm almost halfway through the book. Like I have maybe 10 pages before I get to the middle of the book and I've been reading this book for a minute honey a minute it's so sciencey the physics it's it makes my head hurt sometimes but I really have to carve out time to sit and read this book because I like taking notes writing the words I don't understand and really getting as much as I can from this book but it's been amazing bridging science and spirituality which I think is the same thing like or maybe it's one of those you know rectangle is a square square isn't a rectangle kind of things where spirituality is science but science isn't spirituality I don't know however you like to see it use your own perspective and I'm also getting into the chakras activity book and journal produced by knock knock say something more it's such a great book it's 108 plus creative ways to help you raise your vibrations get grounded feel good free your chi and lots of other cool magical stuff it's an amazing book I almost didn't get it I saw it at Target while I was looking for a new journal which I haven't gotten yet but I know that when the time comes I'll find the perfect one it's a really it has tons of Well, it starts off with like an overview of the chakras and what it means for it to be blocked, unblocked, like what the main themes are, foods you can eat to heal such chakra, unblock it, music you can listen to in certain keys. And that leads me into another thing that I'm doing lately, and I've been taking some online courses I studied at Emory University for like a year and a half um, doing nursing prerequisites and I got into the nursing school. Yay. But um, I took a break. I took a year off and I'm in, when was that? That was April. Well, you know, I checked out of school in March, I March 2021, second semester of my sophomore year. That's when I was like, you know what, this actually isn't working and the world is on fire. So I'm just going to take a nap. That's what I'm going to do. And I just never went back to class. I was like, I cannot do this, like in this household that's like dysfunctional, because one of my main reasons for going to college was getting out of the house and being on campus and Emily requires first and second year students to stay on campus 
So that was something that I was super stoked about and I had such a good time and it was it was one of those things where the freedom was like alarming like oh I can actually go out past like eight o'clock like I can go out when the sun is down okay that's cool that's new I get to come up with my own rules that's cool that's new. I didn't go overboard but I also don't think I had the opportunity to only because school got cut short sort of because I really do think you know being on campus and having the experience is part of the school and school isn't just academics and I could go into a whole six episodes about that but that's not what today is about so I came home I was like yeah I'm not doing this and I applied I requested or let them know hey I'm gonna take a break leave of absence for a year and it's now October and I don't think I'm going back (laughs) y'all I don't think I'm going back for real like life has been it's been hard but I took I took the break this is why I took the break You can find this video on my YouTube channel. I have a YouTube channel. It's called Roland's Perspective. I made a video on me kind of dropping out of Emory and it's it explains everything that I'm about to say. But I was like, this isn't working. My intuition was saying this is not for me, at least not right now. And I knew that it didn't have to be like this. I was like, is this it? Like, am I supposed to be? Depressed every single day, having suicidal thoughts all the time, not being excited to go to class like is this is this what life is am I supposed to be living like this and if you're having some of these same feelings and questions I have something to tell you it may be time to step back a little bit and this was a really scary decision because I am West African my parents are first generation immigrants or maybe I'm a first generation I mean I was born in West Africa Togo And we came over here when I was two years old. They're very traditional, very African, especially my dad. My mom, she's definitely more understanding, and I love her so dearly. Like, that's my bestie, Boo Faroe. We've gotten closer in the past mm, couple months, but our relationship's been kind of rocky. And I'm, you know, I'm learning about the mother wound now, and... That's really interesting because a lot of that shit applies to me and that's really scary. And it's really scary and complex when you love someone, but there are issues there. Like you love them dearly, but the relationship isn't healthy. That's a scary thing because it's like, well, I love you so much, but this isn't working. And like, we have to figure this out. And if you're not in an environment where talking about emotions is common this is that's another wall that you have to kind of work through but it's all beautiful and it's all worth it and we'll get into it but um I later found out that my parents thought that I was taking a semester off and not an entire year but um to their dismay I'm taking an entire year and now that I'm thinking about it perhaps the next five because I took the break be- to f- quote unquote find myself which is really just undoing conditioning and I felt like I couldn't do that while being so stressed out about school especially when there was a whole pandemic and I wasn't even on campus and I couldn't do all the other stuff that made the academic not so bad 
So when it was just academic and then being at home and dealing with all of these feelings that I didn't know how to get through, it was awful. But I had a therapist, thank God. And we talked about it a lot. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to take a year off to breathe, to figure out what it is I really, truly, deep down was put on this earth plane to do. I believe that I am a light worker here to raise the consciousness of those around me. And after taking that break, not even before then, I realized that I'm, I'm quite a thinker. I do love using my brain in an analytical way. And I love philosophy and I love thinking about thought and how that applies to me and my subconscious. And so I've been deepening like my knowledge of astrology and philosophy and psychology which is one of the online classes that I'm taking now for free. It's another thing. Like, dude, I could take these, I could learn this shit for free and then apply it. And then when I learned that job security really isn't a thing, especially this year, like in this era where you can literally make thousands off posting on Instagram, I was like, what the fuck am I in school for? What am I, what am, like, what is this? Paying so much for for stuff that I'm barely interested in when I could just pick and choose what I want to learn and then really let that knowledge marinate within me and then apply it to other stuff and you you know honestly I feel like we're going to move into a place where employers if they haven't already which they have look at your skill set instead of your degree like what you like tons of people go to school for something and that don't end up in a job specifically for that degree but I truly believe anything you learn is transferable you can apply anything to anything which is why I love learning a variety of things except for quantitative mathematics, which is one of the classes that is required of every single Emory student, except if you're like a public health, human health major or something, you can take like phlebotomy instead. But everyone had to take that. And I was like, I don't want this class. I don't like this class. I'm not remotely interested in this class. And my time, my energy is important. It's divine. What I put it into grows. And I don't like this. And I don't have to sit here and do this, but you're forcing me to. And I don't like that. Why can't I just learn what I'm here to learn and go? So I'm convinced that one of the professors or something for QTM is like a huge sponsor of Emory or something. And just like Coca-Cola, you have to take what, you know, they get sponsored for. Because it's crazy. And it reminds me of company towns, honestly, which is what I think Amazon is trying to do. You they're controlling what we're able to eat and drink in that manner. Like, because Coca-Cola sponsors them so much, we had a whole Coca-Cola toast for freshman year. The only machines available on campus and anywhere Emory related are Coca-Colas, like Coca-Cola machines. That's a little weird. That's a little scary. That's a little suppressive. I don't know. I don't know. That's a little, that's a little, um, what's that word? Controlling. But hey, uh, that's just, that's just me. That's what I think. Anywho, what was I talking about? Damn, I forgot. What was I saying, damn it? All right, basically finding myself. So after I took the the time off, 
it was really hard because I was like, well, I'm going to graduate later than everyone else. Everyone else is pushing through. Why can't I just push through? And this was the beginning of my revolution of creating and believing in my own perspective. This is where Roland's perspective started to come about. And I wasn't planning on doing an explanation of my title until another episode, but I'm going to go with the flow. So Roland's perspective comes from me choosing to believe and put worth into what I say and what I think because for a long time my emotions and what I thought and what I had to say didn't mean anything they had no place in the house like I would say oh I'm feeling this no one really cares though like go do your homework I once told my dad during freshman year that I was starting to get depressed and he laughed at me and he was like depressed like um do you even know what depression is like what do you have to be depressed about and I told him another time during that school year I was like man I don't have any friends and he was like you didn't go to school to make friends (sighs) I'm trying so hard to understand this man but dude school is not only about the academics school is life and life is not one thing And he has this habit of, like, when I say, oh, I want to go do this, like, I want to go ice skating. He's like, do you need to do that? Do you need to go see your friend? Do you need to do anything that isn't survival? Do you need to live life? Yes, sir, because I'm not here to struggle and survive. And I find it kind of contradictory because you came to this country to give us a better life. And when we start living a better life, you're getting upset. (laughs) And I feel like he has a whole plethora of things to get into on his own, but I'm not his therapist and I'm not here to do that for him. So we're trying, well, I'm trying to maneuver that around, but that's where Roland's perspective comes from. I started learning that, hey, what I think matters. And I really got into a, a dark space of nothing mattering, like nothing even matters. Why am I on this earth? What's the point of it all? And I can confidently say now that I have an answer. Nothing matters unless you want it to. And that was kind of confusing for me because I was like, so what I say means something? Like, it's worth something? As you can tell, I have had deep issues with self-worth and self-trust. The two go hand in hand. So putting worth into what I say and what I believe in turn cultivates self-trust. So when I say something deep down, I know that I'm going to do it. So when I say I don't I don't want to overeat anymore or like, oh, I'm full. I believe that I'm full because for a long time I didn't and I was overeating and it wasn't healthy and just all this other stuff. And if you have any questions, you can put them down below. I don't know how um, podcasts work. Uh, DM me or something, ask me a question and I'll answer it or I'll do a Q&A episode and put all the questions you have, anything you'd like me to delve deeper into in that episode. And so I came to a place of being like, oh, so what I think matters, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's great. I never knew that. 
And then I got into the whole idea that you create your own reality. And I was like, wait, that's actually kind of scary because you mean that this whole time I've just been suffering on my own accord? And I want to say more so no than yes, but I don't know if that would just be like, what is it, like coddling myself? or like telling the truth I'm not sure but there are definitely things that are out of my control and it is also very important to acknowledge that at any given point in time you make decisions based off of the knowledge that you have and who you are at that time so it's okay you did your best you did your absolute best even when you have a choice in the matter and you choose something that's not in your best interest knowingly There's a reason why you did that. You didn't do that just to do it. There's a reason, there's a subconscious reason why you did that. You do your best at every single moment in time. And when I started learning that about myself, I started applying it to everyone around me. And it really helps when I, when it comes to understanding other people and kind of accepting where other people are and not trying to change them. I, like my dad, he's where he is. He's exactly where he is, and that's that. I have the choice to either meet him there or ignore him for the rest of my life. And that's always a personal choice. And whatever you choose, that's for you. And whatever you believe about that choice, that is true for you, no matter what anyone says. And that was one of the most harrowing things that I came into contact with mentally, I was like, so what everyone thinks about me isn't necessarily true for me because I put so much worth into other people's opinions of me. I lived through the opinions of myself, like from other people. I'm sure I could have worded that a little better, but that sounded cool. So coming to the place where I was like, oh, so I can put worth into my own words and take worth away from yours. My whole life, I was doing the opposite and taking worth out of my words and what I think and putting it into what other people thought. And so it was so weird. I was like, what? It's possible to do that? I didn't know that, but that's so amazing. So now I'm working hard on not being a people pleaser basically because as a child I walked on eggshells and had to hold other people's emotions I tried my best to be a certain way not to make other people upset not to ruffle any feathers not to step on any toes but I was suffering on the inside at the expense of other people and at a certain point it just becomes what do you like what do you want to feel like on the inside and does do other people's emotions matter more than that and a great example I can take from or take to demonstrate this is driving I learned a lot when it comes to driving maybe that's my fifth house being ruled by Gemini who knows but I tend to take a lot I I tend to learn a lot when it comes when I'm driving and recently I've noticed that I feel anxious when I drive especially when there are cars behind me on a one lane street or like a one lane road because the more I meditate and the more I become 
present and choose presence in my daily life, the more I naturally slow down, the more I'm naturally not in a rush. And I love to explore. It's one of the things that I've learned about myself this year. I truly love building a mental map in my head. So when I'm driving, I love looking at the trees, the flowers, the road, the cityscape, the bridges on the highway. Even when it's dark and gray outside, I find something beautiful in that. And I take my time and I'm cruising, listening to music. I'm chilling. I truly, that's when I'm at my happiest, honestly, especially because I don't have a place of my own. Being in the car and driving away from this house gives me such peace. Like, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but like, I, well, maybe I did explain it. I feel my happiest in a car listening to music by myself in my own space. I need my own space. And my room it's beautiful. I love my room. I love my fairy lights. I used to hate the colors of my room. The It's three pink walls and one brown accent wall. Like, who thought of that? The room was painted before we moved in, what, 12 years ago? Who thought of that? But anywho, I love my room now because... I think of it as like a fairy kind of thing with my lights and I have a ton of plants that are on my dresser. I love my plant babies. The more I get into um, the energy within myself being the energy within every single bug I see, the energy with the trees and there are literally trees growing out of the ground y'all. I don't think we put enough emphasis on the magic of the world that we live in. We take everything for granted because there are trees growing out of the ground. Have you ever looked at a forest? There are trees growing out of the ground. Like, that's some that's some shit right there. And it's only because we've seen it our entire lives that we don't really think about it. But there is a life force energy that is sustaining human beings, sustaining animals of all kinds, sustaining plants growing out of the ground. Like... They have life, the same energy that's making you perceive and talk and observe things is in the trees. That's so beautiful. So I've been connecting with my plants a little more and I love my room now. I love my room. It's become a safe space for me. And honestly, it's a little back and forth because... For a very long time, I didn't feel safe in my own room, and I still struggle with that a little bit, but I've definitely done a lot of work to make my room my space, but it's still within this house, and I I am a highly sensitive person. I am, and I think that I'm just a little more sensitive to the energies around the house as a whole in general, so even when I'm in my room... Uh, I still feel stressed a little bit. Maybe I should work harder on creating like a, a peaceful interior of this room. So like when I walk in, I leave all outside energies out. But it's not the same because then I feel cooped up. And recently I got to dog sit my previous dog, Sunny, my Sunny Bunny. You can hear all about him on my YouTube channel. 
and I had the house to myself and it felt great. I felt motivated to cook. I woke up at the same day every day. I went on a walk with Sunny every day. It felt so good to have a companion, but be by myself and like just be kind of independent, cooking really healthy foods, being intentional, reading books outside and doing these things in different places of the house. Like I didn't stay in the room. And that's something I noticed. Like I spent most of the day outside of the room because there were so many other spaces I felt comfortable being in. But here it's the opposite. I feel comfortable being in my room, but that in turn kind of coops me up. I get a a restless feeling and I love exploring. So I go outside, I, I drive away and it's really nice. So that brings me back to my point. I love taking it slow. I love driving and just observing things. And it feels really calm. I feel a great sense of calm. I feel peace. I feel happiness inside. But then I think about every single car that I'm holding up behind me and what they might be thinking. And the thing is, I'm assuming their thoughts anyway, because there are so many reasons for anything in the world, anything that happens. And I choose consistently to think that this car behind me is like, oh my God, why the fuck is she going so slow? Can she go a little quicker? And I drive in Atlanta, so that's really not too far off because people here are really fast paced. Like you can be going 70 in the fast lane and cars are still passing you. (laughs) Like it's, it's ridiculous. So I've been seeing that as me being afraid to take up space in a way that makes me happy because that's what truly makes me happy so why shouldn't I do that because other people might be upset at that and not even are upset I'm assuming that they are which is a pretty accurate assumption like I'm not gonna sit here and deny the fact that you know it's possible because people are definitely impatient around here (sighs) So yeah, I've been learning to choose me over the emotions of other people, choose my emotions over the emotions of other people. And let me tell you something, it has not been easy, okay? It has been uncomfortable, unfamiliar, and like, what the hell am I doing? My brain is like, we're doing something different. Why are we doing this? And I thought you would think when people say, you know, just change, that it's easy. It's as easy as one, two, three, but it's more so like one, 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 two, one, one. You got to keep doing it over and over before you even get comfortable. Like, it's like saying no. Like, if you've never been, like, it hasn't been encouraged to say no, or even worse, it's been discouraged to say no, or like your life was in danger if you said no, because our tiny child brains, when we were younger, that's how it felt. It really did. What was life or death? Like, do I choose me? or and risk like getting a beating for making these people angry or do I just shut up and say okay so it's like saying no it's a muscle so I have to like force myself to choose me which is so peculiar but when I'm driving I choose to go and 
what's so funny is that normally what I like to go speed wise is literally the speed limit or like five below that. And I sub- I find myself subconsciously speeding up when a car comes behind me because it's it's easier for me to do this when it's nighttime, when there aren't a lot of cars on the road or when I'm in the um, farthest lane on the highway or better yet behind another slow car so it seems like I'm just here behind them or oh you know because there's strength in numbers or behind a huge semi truck that's already going slow because at a certain point I asked myself because I used to pass those semi trucks and I realized I asked myself I was like why do we pass these trucks like like what are we doing I realized that I only pass these trucks because I think I'm supposed to. Now I pass them because I would like to see in front of me. But when that's not really the case, like I just kind of cruise behind them until I'm until I'm ready to go a little faster. But it's just like I feel like some things we're taught to do them just to do them and we don't ask ourselves if this like if if we're even like okay with this like does this align with who we are and sometimes I don't mind going as slow as a semi and I just cruise behind there and I'm chilling and I could be wrong you know I could definitely just be projecting on everyone that's going faster than me I could be doing that but I don't think I am I tend to know at this point when I'm projecting, but I'm also waiting for a person to call me out. But that's also a symptom of imposter syndrome, things that we'll get into later. (laughs) Constantly forcing myself to drive slower because I feel better inside rather than going faster to seemingly appease the people around me. And I don't know when I'm going to feel better about it. Sometimes it's easier for me to be like, ah, fuck you. I want to go slow. And sometimes it's a little harder. Like, oh, my God, like I'm stressing myself out because I'm not doing the normal live for other people skit. All right. Next, I will move into the name of this week's episode I threw my phone and liked it (laughs) so last night it all started when I couldn't find my plantain chips okay I was feeling snackish I was like this is perfect because it's not nine o'clock I have a rule to not eat after nine anymore to help with self-trust and to just help my body like my gut heal because I have gut issues and I know that it's kind of like intermittent fasting but I just want to give that's not like my intention like I just want to give my body a break for 12 hours at least before I eat again because your body your gut should have your digestive system should have breaks so 12 hours is pretty good and that's nine so after nine I'm not eating I'll I'll eat up until 8 59 but after that no more food and I want to be the kind of person it's my personal lifestyle goal to not eat after nine and when I do have it be like this kind of fun like oh um late night snack kind of thing like oh my gosh she's so crazy like that that sort of vibe 
<laughs> so I was looking for my chips. I was, I came in my room. I was like, where are my chips? Like I, you know, I looked at my bedside table where, you know, I last put them. That's where I, that's where I wrapped them up and put them. No, wasn't there. Looked around my desk, wasn't there. Looked in my book bag, wasn't there. I said, okay. And my brain started doing this thing where I assume what could have happened. And, you know, I've been trying to follow the four agreements. And one of the agreements is do not make assumptions. So I was trying to tell myself, hey, we don't know what happened to these chips. So let's not assume that someone stole them right off the bat. I have like it's like an immediate. Okay, someone must have stolen it. Someone must have ate someone. Someone must have eaten it and didn't tell me. Someone must have came in my room and took my chips and left. So I was like, dang, was it my younger siblings? I went and asked them. I was like, have you seen a big bag of plantain chips with a clip on it? They were like, no. So I was like, and so this was just growing my suspicion that my dad came in my room looking for something, found my chips and ate it. And I was also hoping to be wrong. Like I wanted something to tell me you're wrong. I wanted the answer so that I could be like, ha, see, no one came in here and stole your stuff. So I went and I asked my dad and I didn't want to ask him either. And I don't know why really. I didn't want to ask him, but I did. And I was like, hey, have you seen plantain chips? And he was like, no. He was like, they were in your room. I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, no, I don't. I don't go in there. I don't frequent that place naturally you know (laughs) what I already knew and I think what it was was that he would say no or maybe he would say yes and I would have to blow up blow up on him because I've been meaning to or he would say no and I would be utterly like lost where are my chips so my mom couldn't find them my mom didn't know where they were and she's the type of person to drop everything she's doing and look for something and literally find it. But I did not want her to find the weed in my room. So I said, you know, it's fine. It's okay. And I also have an issue accepting help, which I've noticed. All this week, I have been offered help at least every day. And I have said no. When my life would have been made easier if I just accepted the help. But there's something about other people doing something for me that takes up their time that I consider time consuming that I don't think I'm worth but we're working on it so I was like okay I guess I'm gonna have to settle for these fucking cookies so I got the cookies and when I tell you there was an interesting searing sour layer of disgust within me when I looked at those cookies And the idea of accepting the fact that I couldn't find my chips and moving on and choosing peace was so hard for me in this moment. I have no idea why. I'm calling generational trauma because ain't no reason why I should have been that pissed at the fact that I had to choose these cookies. No reason. And it reminded me of when I was younger and I couldn't find like my folder in kindergarten and the only alternative I think was to like give up or like go and go to school or something I don't I don't know and this is where the time consuming things come from because I think at this time my dad was driving me to school or somebody was driving me to school and I couldn't find my folder and that was annoying them something that I couldn't control and this is where I learned okay well you know when when I'm doing something and it's taking up the time of another person that's not good I'm not worth the patience 
I couldn't find my folder and I was getting really upset and I think I was just taking on the anger of whoever it was that was around me at the time because at the end of the day like I can't find this folder why should I be upset about that like that has nothing to do with me I just cannot find the folder it's somewhere that I I haven't looked yet it's misplaced I don't know what that has to do with me but I started that's when I that's my earliest memory of getting angry at things that I could not control so fast forward back to last night I looked at the cookies and I started to cry because I couldn't find the chips and I'd been stuck with these cookies I was like okay fuck whatever so I went into my mom's office where she makes clothes she's a seamstress by the way she made my prom dresses she's amazing at what she does she should definitely charge more anyway and so tell me why I opened up these motherfucking cookies I put this goddamn cookie in my mouth well first of all I opened up the cookies and they were all crumbled they were crumbled cookies they weren't circular and not even cut in half bro cut in eighths all around fuzzy not fuzzy as in mold but like as in cookie dust surrounding everything I was like okay strike strike one on top of my already being pissed off about not finding my chips because where could they be step strike two was putting this cookie in my mouth and it being stale why is this cookie stale strike two Everything apparently right now is conspiring to piss me the fuck off for whatever reason. And I knew deep down that this was my chance to like, this was like some kind, this was an opportunity to exercise release of control when it comes to change. But I didn't feel like that. I was getting really angry. I was, a lot of pent up feelings started to come out because things were not going my way. So I've been trying to... Um, in the long term of my time out of school, I guess like come up with a schedule of my daily life because it's been kind of just out there anywhere up and down and really no structure, no routine to my day. And normally school would be the biggest part of my day and I would just use that as the center of my life and then construct everything else around that but now I've taken that out and at first I felt pretty empty without school I realized school was my life and I realized that's no good so now I'm I've made a morning routine which consists of meditating affirmations brushing my teeth washing my face doing my skincare routine and then something I'm trying to implement is changing my clothes and wearing something different for the day than what I would wear to sleep but it's not like I'm working outside of my house so but it I don't know I don't know something to do with your brain and like discerning the difference and you know it's like not eating on your bed like you know distinctions of places and shit so that's the morning routine and the night routine consists what I want it to consist of the goal is I start my routine at eight and that's taking a shower doing some stretching slash yoga meditating doing my nightly meditation and um, reading a book in bed 
and like my phone is off at nine and like my computer is also off at nine. I've done this maybe once this entire month, like the phone thing, but I've been good about the meditating um, day and night. That's been good. Um, Recently, I've started doing more yoga because I need a way to (laughs) release stress from my body. Now, I've been trying to fill up the rest of my day with something consistent for the week so that I have a feeling of security and a schedule and routine because human biology. And I think I have ADHD. So routine is not, I don't like it. I don't. It makes me feel cooped up. I don't like it. But that's why my morning and night routines are so open, especially in the morning. I have the option of either visualizing or doing affirmations and at night I can either stretch or do yoga or I don't know just breathe deeply for a while and I have a ton of books to choose from something that's structured but has variety okay and so I've been slowly constructing a schedule over the course of the week which consists of going to the gym a certain amount of times or doing singing lessons a certain amount of times of the week and now I'm trying to place those things in specific times so that I can get into the habit of doing things on a regular basis and being consistent because consistency reaps reward and or result consistency reaps result and that leads me into why I another reason why I'm doing the schedule thing which is posting regularly because I want to be like a singer songwriter actress blah 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 so what am I doing to get to those goals to hit those goals what do I doing to grow up my social media and you have to post consistently so I was like okay I'll post like twice a week on YouTube I can do that one video is about like um, I don't know, I'm talking about something and then another video is singing or two videos is singing, whatever it is, let's just post twice a week. And I was like, okay, well, I can do this today, it being Wednesday. I was like, I can definitely do this right now. Like, I can go sing a cover and post it right now. So I went into the bathroom and I sang a cover and honestly, I did not feel comfortable confident about the cover I was like like all my doubts started creeping in I was like what am I even doing this sounds bad but then there was a little voice in me that was like you know someone might need to hear this it's okay push through the doubt it's all right use it to feel your song and I was like okay cool because it was the acapella version of a song that has a lot of music and background vocal so it sounded different without any of that And I was like, this sounds kind of bad, but it didn't sound bad. It just wasn't as good as the original, I guess. I don't know. I had my own judgment towards it, but something was like, it's okay. It's postable. Someone might really need to hear it just like how you needed to hear it. And that's why you sang it. So I was like, bet. I came downstairs ready to transfer the file from my phone to my computer. Airdrop failed. This, you know, this is what set me off. I tried it again a couple more times. I tried it with, I was like, okay, maybe I'm sending too many things at once because I sent the intro, the body of the video, and then the thumbnail picture. So I sent the thumbnail picture by itself. Okay, we sent, we're good. I sent the intro. I was like, okay, boom. I sent the body of the video and y'all, it was only four minutes long. If even that, it said fail. (laughs) 
Now, this is where the most, I'll say, sensible reaction would be to accept that, okay, maybe I'm just not supposed to post tonight. You know, maybe I'll post it tomorrow. Maybe I'm just not supposed to post this video. Because I do believe that my divine intervention works in those ways. And I'm always grateful for it because I I could have, you know, done done a big thing, done a big deal to my reputation, had everything I've wanted to posted actually posted. And there there are people, angels in place to be like, ah, no, that's not gonna work. And I just let it go. And usually I just let it go. But tonight I, could, I couldn't deal. There were too many things stacked up against me. And I'm actually going to read a journal prompt. Not a journal prompt, but a journal entry that I wrote a little while ago. All right. Tonight is a listen to music and cry type of night. Not sure what's going on, but I know I'm emotional. Another awakening? I'm really trying my best. I'll keep going. At least I have something to do. I started psychology today. Very good. Interesting. I am special. I am not special? LOL. I want to be. Amethyst has been my best debut today lately. I keep wanting to sing, but my voice is tired. Was today hopeful? I'm 20. Only. Wow. The goal was to be in bed by 10. Let's shoot for 12. I'll meditate. I feel heavy, sad. I'm very tired of living here, but I'll hang in there. I don't want to be called, but I guess I'm here to be of service of others. Can it be on my own terms? Spirit, are you here? I don't want to do everyone's hair. Does that make me a bad person, egotistical? Psychology shall make it known. 777, here for spiritual evolution. Well, I'm down in the dumps. My relationship with my dad will never be as deep as it could be, and he's here. He's present. I'm stumbling upon the mother wound. The house is a physical and energetic mess, and I'm supposed to transcend? I have no motivation to cook. I don't know. Never mind. You. I can and am talking to you. Someone always needs me for something, and I'm always reachable. How can I say no? How should I cope? I still have to drink enough water every day. I still have to eat hella vegetables and fruits at consistent times of the day. How do I grow in this soil? My mom is sick. She's in a constant state of pain. She deserves so much joy and experiences in this life. And I'm terrified that I won't be able to give. And that's where it cut off because my mom knocked on my door and came into my room. So as you can see, I was am I was dealing with a lot mentally there was a lot going on in my head and these series of events just set me off and I didn't know what to do with these emotions and for the longest I can remember I've been wanting to throw something I've been wanting to break something I've been wanting to make noise and so I threw my phone I threw it on the ground. I startled my mom. She thought, later on, she told me she thought, like, her scissors fell or something. I was like, really, girl? But I threw my phone on the ground. And I left the room, and I just kind of 
sat on the floor and I was like, I can't do this anymore. This is too much. I don't want to do this anymore. Took a couple breaths, wasn't working. I was like, I'm going to take a shower and go to sleep. I took a shower, came downstairs, looked at my phone, took off the protective, the glass protective case and realized, like, I noticed that my phone had cracked under the case. And I was like, I was like, what's the point of this protective covering? I threw it. I threw the protective covering in the trash and I threw my phone at the ground again. I was like, okay, fuck it. I threw it again. (laughs) And I looked at it and this is the point where my screen started shaking, like the interface started shaking and blurring together. And I went outside to get some air. I was like, the cool air will calm me down because obviously I'm angry and I don't know where all of this anger is coming from. This frustration is coming from this soul calling for change is coming from knowing I have to hang in here anyway I went outside with my phone I sat down or was this before I sat down I think I got outside and then I looked at my phone and I threw it again at the pavement and it went into the street and I was like I really hope a car comes and like runs over this phone and then I sat there and just looked at the screen Um, Part of it is black now and like it's not coming. There's no image there, but I can still use it. I can still touch screen with it. And so my camera, it's not busted, but the screen, I cannot see what's going on. Not really. Like everything's just moving. It looks like oxen free on my phone. (laughs) And so I just sat there for a while and just breathed and listened to music for a little. And then I was like, well, this is annoying. So I listened to mm, cars coming and I was just like, you know, I'm kind of done. Of, I'm kind of done keeping up appearances. So I'm going to stop doing that. And then later on, I realized that I just wanted to be heard. I just, in my own little way, getting to know myself, in the spirit of getting to know myself, in my own little way, I threw the phone because I couldn't scream. I couldn't yell like I really, really deeply wanted to because my dad was sleeping and that's rude or whatever. But like at the end of the day, when we all die, who the fuck cares? But anywho, I, I just... I couldn't scream, which is what I wanted, so I threw my phone and tried to express myself in that way. And I threw it multiple times because the first time wasn't loud enough. It wasn't satisfying. I came up to my room and I pushed down my chair. It also wasn't satisfying. That's when I realized that, oh, I just want to make noise. Like, I want to take up space and I want attention. I want attention. I want someone to be like, girl, what's what's going on? What's wrong with you? Let it all out. I wanted someone to say that to me. <sighs> now, my mom looked at me like I was fucking insane. Because um, I was looking at her. I, I was like, look at my phone. Ha ha, hee hee. <laughs> she was like, this expensive ass phone. I was like, when I die, it's not coming with me. And she was like, you know what? You have a really good point. And Emery bought this phone for me. You know, Emery Cares Act. Thanks for that. They got me a new phone. Hope they never. Hope they never listen to this. But y'all, the peace that I felt after breaking my phone, after throwing it, and you know what? I'm grateful because I didn't realize that my case is what was keeping my phone from obliterating. Like the bumpers on a case really do something. They really do. 
the back part of my phone is also cracked um i think it adds pizzazz i think the black part looks like the universe a little bit so i'm really not mad like i'm really not i'm chilling but i really needed to express myself and i didn't have any other coping mechanisms i didn't know any healthy coping mechanisms so i snapped and i threw my phone and it felt really really good i felt like energy a heavy energy was lifted off of my chest afterwards and it felt like i could bear things like i feel better i feel in a space where i can handle it where i can just kind of see where I'm at, see what's going on, accept my circumstances and work to get better, trust the universe more and actually have a deep knowing that everything is going to be okay. Because I said that to myself last night, but I didn't believe it. Like I could not feel that. Not until I fucked up my phone. And maybe there's something to say there about how what subconscious feelings I have towards my phone and like social media maybe because I've been on that a little much lately maybe I was tired of the comparison of myself I don't know what it was but it felt really good to fuck up my phone and to hear it hit the pavement and my mom and I talked about it and she was like well next time how about you like hit something I was like girly that sounds like it's gonna hurt so no she was like okay okay then go outside and get a rock and throw it I was like that's a goodie that's a good idea. So I now have something. And honestly, I could have just gone on to Google or YouTube and searched up healthy coping mechanisms for frustration. But when you're having whatever that was last night, it kind of doesn't work like that. And I even went on to Pinterest because I'm aligned. And on Pinterest, I get whatever I need to hear in that moment. Tell me why the fuck this morning I go on to Pinterest and it's like, here are some healthy coping mechanisms for when you're upset and when you're having a terrible day. Where was that last night? Hmm. Anyway. Well, that's all I have for this week's episode. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next. Oh, nope, nope. I'll hear you. <laughs> next week. All right. You have a blessed day. I love you. And I hope at the end of the day, you can bless it and let it all go and clear your chakras, send you higher for the next day. Bye.